crossroads of America. It's Tony Katz today. Some more cancellations for Southwest, more problems for Southwest. This isn't mechanical, people. It's not weather. That's not to say that there isn't some bad weather that could be in in your area. I know the Midwest is looking for some stuff. My beloved Indiana, they're looking at some storms coming back. Just, you know, everything's going to be fine. Next thing you know, it's going to be a cold front coming in. And it's always those those no-name things that, that cause the damage. But that's not the reason why Southwest Airlines is canceling thousands of flights. That's not why it's happening. This is people saying we're not going to put up with the vaccine mandates. So tell me why mandates are a good thing. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Did I say hello, Tony Katz? Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. The phone number, 833-468-8669. Tell me why mask mandates, I'm not mask, well, you could. Vaccine mandates are valuable. Tell me why force is valuable. Go on, explain yourself. Show your work. I know uh, that there are members of the media intelligentsia, locally and nationally, that will all tell you how important this is. They think it's good when restaurants say, we won't serve you. Is it good now when you can't go see your Mimo? Answer me. Will you be one of these people complaining and complaining and moaning and whining and bitching about the fact that your flight isn't taking off? If you favor mandates, you keep your mouth closed. How about that? Now, it's a very weird thing for me to say because I don't believe in any of that. I don't engage any of those kinds of conversations. You are allowed to say what you want to say. But let's be clear. People pushing mandates, pushing force, are the reason that pilots and air traffic controllers are saying, eh, not coming to work. They are braver, tougher, and stronger than anybody who plays in the NBA. Well... Almost anybody. A couple guys standing up pretty strong. None of them named LeBron. This is what's happening. Pilots are saying, we want no part of this. Now, this is a TikTok video that's supposed to be of a pilot. One of the things is you never know if these things are real. You tell me, is this on the up and up? If I could play it, it'd be very dangerous. 18 years, and now I'm facing an ultimatum. Not a choice, but an ultimatum. I'm being told in order to continue my career as an airline pilot, I must be vaccinated, which really means I have to choose between putting food on the table for my family and my freedom of choice. Whether you believe in vaccination is the right thing to do or not, the situation goes far beyond health. We, the American people, have fought for freedom for 257 years. We go around the world spreading ideas of freedom and democracy. We help other countries and people fight for their freedoms while ours are being stripped away. You may think being forced to wear a mask or get a vaccination is insignificant, but when you begin to compile mandate after mandate and loss of freedom after freedom, it becomes very significant. As each thing is taken away, we face... That I think the vaccine works. 
this is what my data has shown me, what my research has shown me. People are always like, you can't do your own research. That's the best one. People who are now saying, you're not doing your own research. Well, of course people are doing their own research, looking at things. No, you're just finding things that agree with what you already believe. Well, I won't disagree. That's confirmation bias. But they are looking at things that you tell them they're not allowed to share on social media. Why aren't you allowed to share it on social media? We can dig deep if you want to dig deep. I got no problem with such a thing. I oppose force. I do not oppose the vaccine at all. I think it works. I think it's been shown to work. I think that it clearly, when you talk to doctors and you talk to nurses, the hospitals, the the ICU beds are not filled with people who have been vaccinated. They're filled with people who have not been vaccinated. And it takes up room for other people to be able to use these hospitals. That is what's happening. Note how easy it is to be a rational human being and discuss two things at the same time. I believe, based on the evidence shown, that the vaccine provides value. And I don't think a single person should be forced to take it because they are only hurting themselves. And if you want to do that, that's fine by me. I don't care. Part of the problem is we care too much. While I have some people in my ear trying to show me, trying to at least say to me, they haven't been able to show me, say to me that people who are vaccinated, they don't spread the virus as much. That has not been shown. They're talking to me about it, but they haven't shown it, so I got nothing. The person who is unvaccinated has decided for themselves, have taken the risk for themselves, that they may fill a, uh, a ICU bed. Absolutely true. You know what my answer to that is? Don't allow people to hike alone. Somebody hikes alone, they get lost, we send out helicopters for them. You know, I've used this uh, example very, very often. I just haven't heard anybody counter it. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. Show me why force matters. And if your answer is, well, we can't have these ICU beds filled up, tell me that when the person hikes alone and gets lost, you will leave them for dead. Go on. Bring it in. Open up those phone lines, Ari. Let's go to work. Producer Ari is on the phone. He's ready to talk to you. As for this video, I don't know if it's real or not. I don't know if it's real or not. It seems uh, a a little produced. It seems uh, a a little differently, uh, you know, a little too well written. My take. But it doesn't mean that there aren't pilots who feel exactly this way. You've got lawsuits right now going uh, against Southwest Airlines in district courts in Dallas. You've got American Airlines warning, hey, 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 hey. You tell our pilots they have to uh, get vaccinated. Well, then, um, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. And you figure out how you're going to fly. You you get the CEO uh, flying routes. See how this works. See how this works. This is more than a conversation about Southwest Airlines or American Airlines or how you're going to visit grandma and grandpa for Christmas. 
This is about what happens in the United States of America when you engage force instead of rational conversation, instead of persuasion. This is what happens. And there are people out there, pseudo-intellectuals, who are all about the idea of force. They think it's good and decent and moral. They think that they're onto something. They think they're providing something. These people have to be, they have to be told. They have to be told to get the vaccine. They have to be forced to get the vaccine. Like, we're just trying to save them. The hell you are, you children. You want children? This is Dr. Anthony Fauci right here. Oh no, you don't have to, you don't have to play that. Oh, come on. All right, that's enough. We said stop it. We're just talking about Dr. Fauci. He doesn't need the whole song. Would you please cut it out? Producer Ari, shame on you. For shame. I thought you were a huge Dr. Fauci fan. Dr. Fauci answering the question from Dana Bash about wearing masks indoors. I actually have a few extra seconds, so I'll put this question to you. How long do you think it will be until it's safe for vaccinated people to once again be indoors without a mask? You know, I, it's always tough to predict that. I think if we continue to go down in the cases that we're seeing right now and more and more people get vaccinated, as the dynamics of the outbreak, namely the amount of virus circulating in the community, goes down i hope we'll be able to pull back on some of those restrictions to get how many of you are doing a family gathering where you're still wearing masks how many of you how many of you are still listening to dr fauci give us advice on what to do when we gather indoors that schools still think that our kids should be masked is insane If somebody wants to wear a mask, that's fine. Do you see the difference? Do we see the difference? By the way, they have yet to prove that wearing a mask provides a value. You can argue that a mask stops something. You can't argue that a mask stops COVID. They haven't shown that. They haven't proven that. And when we talk about mandates, how about a look at Los Angeles? Great story out of Los Angeles where the sheriff, Alex Villanueva, won't mandate it and won't enforce it. While the the county said, and they ratified via unanimous executive order, that all county employees, regardless of department, will be fully vaccinated by October 1st, the sheriff's office said, nah. So what he's saying to the county is, you figure it out. I'm not going to force these guys, these men and women, to get vaccinated. I need them on the job and doing their job. I'm not going to do the thing that makes it impossible for me to do my job and make this county even more unsafe because it's already a hellscape. Thank you very much. This is what the exertion of power is. Now, you have um, uh, a, a question to be asked. And the question to be asked goes as follows. What does Joe Biden do when airline employees refuse to be vaccinated? What do they what does he do? 
Does he fire them? Does he replace them with National Guard workers? Remember the nurses, who were heroes last year, they're now villains for some reason, and we're replacing them with National Guard troops. This is nothing against National Guard troops. Understand this, National Guard members. Absolutely no one has anything but outrageous respect for what you do and in the times that you do it. But we know that you know that you are not nurses, and we know that you know that we know that we'd all be better off with the nurses doing their job in the hospitals that we know. We get this. These governors who are doing this kind of thing are out of their heads. I mean, they're fools. So we're better off without nurses doing the nursing? Are we going to be better off without the pilots doing the piloting? Hard to run a country like that. You know, for a country that wants to be all about the experts and slobber all over the experts, we sure like throwing the experts out of the room. You have any idea what an ER nurse does for an ER doctor? One with experience? How they're able to work, how they're able to do things, how they're able to get the doctor the most amount of information with the least amount of stress to provide the best care for the patient, that only comes through experience. Something we refer to as institutional knowledge. We have discussed this and seen this at the White House. You got the press briefing room. You have the White House press corps. And you don't have any more Helen Thomases to teach a younger set. You have people who are super woke or who have come out of the college and and they, they wrote some fiery resume and they can do some good tweets. And we consider that to be intellectual heft. It's not. Institutional knowledge is about understanding how the system works, how you get the quote, how you build the relationships, how you get the facts, how you get the data, how you share that information, how you ask a pressing question without asking a political question. It comes through institutional knowledge. Now, some of that was damaged by some of the people within the institutions. Could you really trust the Dan Rathers of the world anymore? But some of these people are serious folk. They've always remained serious folk. I'm not making the argument that Helen Thomas wasn't a leftist. I'm making an argument that the idea of institutional knowledge is how information is passed down to doing your job well. Well, if nurses who have been there for 20 years and decided not to get vaccinated are no longer allowed to work, how do they educate the nurse who's been there for two years who still has a lot to learn? They're not bad people. It's just there's no way they've seen everything. Having seen it, having remembered it, having know how to work it, being able to shave five seconds here and 30 minutes off there and be able to work relationships, this is what matters. And we are just pushing that all to the side for some nonsense-forced vaccine, which works. But the force doesn't. We've proven it. You catch more flies with honey. Not according to Biden. You will do what I say or you'll lose your job. And people said, that's cool. Not NBA players, but, you know, the actual working guy, the actual working woman. They're willing to give it all up. Not LeBron James. He'll go along with the Chinese being tortured as long as he can get paid. He don't give a damn what happens. And it's not going to affect his private plane, right? Oh, no, his pilot will still be there. He's cool. He's good. These people at Southwest are leading the way. American airline pilots seem to be wanting to do the same. The sheriff's office in Los Angeles County. Guys, if you don't know your Atlas Shrugs, you should.
John Galt said the only way to fix this is to stop the engine of the world. Seems like some people are taking him up on that. I'm Tony Katz. Happy Columbus Day. It's Columbus Day. It's not Indigenous People's Day. I'm not having it. You don't want to like Christopher Columbus? Fine by me. Means zero. You think it's about Christopher Columbus and he came to the new world and he just started killing people left and right? Sure. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. What are you going to tell me? How the indigenous people were sweet and kind and loving? We're not going to have that. We're not going to We're not going to somehow pretend, are we? Cuz we should not pretend. That's pretty messed up. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. If you want to engage the idea that Christopher Columbus was a a colonizer, okay, now show me the moment in history where anybody uh, entering a new uh, field or a new spot or invading wasn't a colonizer. Why is this the hill you want to die on, though? Why is this something that you're so willing to just accept their talking point of nonsense, garbage, horse trash? So willing to accept. I demand... That if somebody wants to make a claim, that we go all the way down the road with the claim. You see, I don't have an issue with discussing any level of totality regarding Christopher Columbus. I have an issue with saying we call it Indigenous People's Day because those people are somehow good and decent and kind and moral. I think it's more about recognizing they discovered America first. They didn't discover anything. They already lived here. You can't discover the place you already lived. And you can't discover a place that's already been inhabited. We are discussing with Columbus the idea of the exploration. That you want to make the argument of he didn't discover anything? Good for you. But that's not the conversation about the importance of being able to get out of the chair saying we have to go find things. It was new to somebody. It can be new to somebody. But this isn't about a hill to die on. This is about a recognition that those people who go after Columbus Day think that they are decent. And they won't talk about the murders and the rapes and the killings that took place between tribes. That's irrelevant. They want to discuss the idea that this this was the codification of slavery. Who sold the slaves into slavery? I want a full discussion. I won't accept them thinking they can have their discussion without it being in a total discussion. They don't know decency. And I won't sit idly by and let them pretend. I'm Tony Katz. So your social media feeds, everything is going to be filled with what's going on with these flights. The market, they're feeling it. Southwest shares sliding. They've canceled more than 2,000 flights since Saturday. I mean, that's just nuts. So shares uh, were down uh, 1%. American was up uh, 2%, and Delta and United were up about 1%. That's where they are right now. Tony Katz. 
Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. The Dow is, is up 70. NASDAQ is up 40. And these things change all the, the, the time. Just like we've seen um, energy stocks, uh, oil crossed $82 and was the resting there at 81 bucks a, a barrel. The more we spend on gasoline, the worse it is for Joe Biden. And I don't need to spend more on gasoline to know that I don't like Joe Biden. I, I don't need it. I don't need any part of it at all. I mean, Biden's numbers are bad. Silly bad, embarrassingly bad. And when Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, is asked about it, she's like, ah, oh, COVID. I know you probably like to talk about polls and you might say that they don't mean anything, but um, it's also fair to say the White House, when there are good polls, you, you publicize them. So what do you make of these really terrible polls? Uh, are they that he's doing something wrong? Is it just the communication? Or is it he's doing the popular things that have to be done? Something else. Sure. Well, look, I would say that this is a really tough time in our country. We're still battling COVID, uh, and a lot of people thought we'd be through it, uh, including us. That's not why his poll numbers are in the tank. What's wrong with you? Nobody believes that. Absolutely, positively, no one believes that. No one anywhere believes that insanity and to say otherwise is just clinically insane so i don't know what she's i don't know what she's doing i don't know why she's saying it i don't know who this is supposed to appease joe biden's just bad at what he does joe biden is just bad at what he does People are bad at what they do. I was talking uh, about a Columbus uh, Day earlier, and and this was uh, this was Greg Popovich, coach of the San Antonio Spurs. This, this is the great hot take on on Columbus Day. I'm a little confused about our city. By the way, uh, producer Ari, finger on the dumb button. It's Popovich. You never know what he's going to do. Great. And why it's Indigenous Peoples Day slash Columbus Day. Columbus. I mean, he, he initiated a new world genocide. That's what he did. And beginning with him and what he set in motion and what followed meant the annihilation of every indigenous person in Hispaniola, which was Haiti and the Dominican Republic today. That's what he did. He took slaves. Uh, he, he mutilated, he murdered, uh, and we're going to, they're going to say slash and honor him. Well, that, you know, I got to give the San Antonio Independent School District a little bit of credit because at least they added Indigenous Peoples Day along with it. And that's a step in the right direction. But what the hell is Alamo Heights thinking? Is that a step in the right direction? By the way, this is an NBA coach yelling at high schools. Um, is it a step in the right direction, or are we not going to talk about what indigenous people did to each other? This was my point. This is why you stand up, and this is why you say, what's wrong with you people? If you want to have a discussion, I'm all up for a discussion. If you want to say, well, we supplanted with this and you can't say anything, I'll tell Popovich to kiss off in front of his mother a cop and a judge. 
He doesn't get to make the decision on how a conversation goes forward, and he isn't going to ask a con- ask about what indigenous people did to each other throughout history across the globe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't relate to that kind of of ignorance. Now, maybe, maybe I'm I'm looking at it wrong, and maybe no one's ever said to Greg Popovich of the San Antonio Spurs, "Hey, you ever think of this?" So maybe I should ask it that way. Hey, Greg, you ever think of this? Maybe you know I'll be respectful. Hey, Coach, you ever think of this? How indigenous people treated each other. You want to supplant it? You want to replace Columbus Day? Wouldn't the proper thing to do to be recognized none of it because it's all evil? Wait till you have to recognize the most basic fact in history. It's all been evil until the United States. It's all been terror. It's all been bloodshed. It has all been rape. It has all been pillaging. It has all been destruction. It has all been setting ablaze. It has all been scorched earth. Every last bit of it. It's like you never, ever, ever read a book. This is what happens when you read Howard Zinn. You get brain damaged. Let me tell you how far the brain damage goes. The gifted and talented program will be eliminated in New York City. It's going to be replaced by brilliant NYC. So there's been a lot of talk about how you shouldn't have gifted and talented programs because it's unfair to other students. It makes them feel bad. And, of course, it's racist to begin with. It's not racist to begin with at all. Kids who do better in math, put them in math classes where they can, uh, where they can grow, and where they can build. Of course, of course, you should. You should put them in in classes where they can grow and they can they can build. Brilliant New York City offers students aged eight and up a chances for accelerated learning while staying in their regular classrooms with other students. So this is about where you place the kid. It's about giving more kids the chances to be in gifted programs, even if they don't have it. See, some kids aren't good at math, but they're unbelievably talented uh, as artists. Should we somehow force them to be in some advanced math class? And what about doing this now as he's heading out the door because they're going to have an election in New York and elect themselves a new mayor? They've always got a way. They've always got a twist. They've always got a plan about how they're going to make things better or, or as the line goes now, make things more equitable. But as we all know, equity is, is a failure of a proposition because that relates to the idea of equality of outcomes. And there's no such thing as the equality of outcomes in a free society. Some people rise and some people fall. And that's the way that one goes. And that's good. The meritocracy indeed has value. And if you oppose the meritocracy as some kind of white supremacy, well, I don't care because you're wrong. Wow, that was pretty easy. I don't care. If you somehow oppose the idea of the meritocracy, you don't believe in a society that has value. But that's not the big thing I wanted to get to. 
Now, the big thing I want to get to today is Brian Stelter. Sorry, Archer. But Brian Stelter. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Can I please just do the story? Thank you so very much. As I was saying, Brian Stelter. Ew, David. Come on! He's over there at CNN. OMG. Are you kidding me right now? And he has taken the first salvo in something that I thought would come months ago. I have discussed here on this program. Brian Stelter. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, Has gone after radio hosts. I knew it would come. It was only a question of time, but I thought it would come from the political apparatchik. I thought it would come as, uh, hey, we got to bring about the, 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 the fairness doctrine. We got to get this done. So he takes to his show there, Reliable Sources, and you know the worst part about his show, he makes more money than I do. He takes to the show and he begins. Whenever anyone asks me about trust in media, I try to ask, what do they mean by media? Because everyone is a member of the media now. The media includes the New York Times and also a no-name blogger. So let me propose to you a, a different way to think about trust in media. Reporters versus repeaters. This brand new research by Gallup says American trust in the mass media is at its lowest point since 2016 and near a record low overall. But think about it. Almost everyone trusts some form of media. Everyone trusts something. It's just that many people trust CNN and many others trust Fox, even though we're not really two sides of the same coin. He always likes to think himself above uh, Fox. That's, that's adorable. But let's be uh, clear. Um, people do trust CNN. There are people out there who trust CNN. And uh, there are people out there who trust Fox. I mean that's that's true. I'm I'm not I'm not saying that isn't true. I'm saying that is completely true. And I have no issue with him saying such a thing. But it gets a little weird after that. It's obvious that when pollsters ask about the media as a whole, the results are abysmal. And that is in large part due to Republican sentiment that you see on your screen here. So you see these lines diverge over time. The blue line much, much higher than the red line. Republican trust in mass media is at rock bottom lows. And yet Fox's ratings are high and Fox's stars are beloved. So there is trust there. But the chasm, the canyon between Democrats and Republicans is critical to understand. Democrats say they generally trust mainline news sources. Republicans say they do not. The space between them is Grand Canyon-sized. Did he just call it a chasm? Is that a thing? Chasm? Ah, forget it. He's rolling. And as Matt Gertz of the Liberal Media Matters noted, the thing about that partisan skew is that it means that negative press coverage is much more damaging to Democrats, whose voters will believe it, and less damaging to Republicans, whose voters generally won't believe it. It's an interesting point. But the even bigger point, I think, is about what the press is. What's the nutritional value of the content? Is it produced by reporters or by repeaters? 
So at the risk of repeating myself a little bit, okay? Repeaters are the talk radio shouters who tell listeners to hate the other side. They're on TV and radio telling the same story every day. Repeaters are outlets like One America News, which replays Donald Trump's lies on a loop and runs random news packages made by other companies. Repeaters are all over Facebook in hyper-partisan private groups that cherry-pick stories and confrontational memes and make you really rageful. Repeaters are Twitter trolls who anonymously amplify propaganda and try to wear the rest of us down with their repetition. And so much of what they are repeating, so much of the raw material for radio yakkers and Facebook posters and all the rest is from reporters. From- so talk radio people are yakkers. You knew it was going to come, right? You think Brian Stelter actually understands what we do? Understands this conversation that we have every day? We're not yakking. We are dissecting what it is that comes out of the mouths of people like Brian Stelter. And the narrative being pushed instead of the story being told. That's what we did about Russia, Russia, Russia. That's what we do about the border. That's what we do about COVID. That's what we do about China every single day. And we do it in the most open, transparent way possible. Phone numbers, callers, social media, engagement. Who does Brian Stelter interact with? Now, I tell you, I I am the worst at taking callers. And producer Ari refuses to put anybody through. The man is just dictatorial when it comes to the phones. I have high standards. You better have a point for producer Ari. But talk radio aren't the ones who are silencing opposition. That's Google and Facebook and Twitter. We're the ones having our conversations on the air. We are the ones who take a look at what CNN is saying and explain where they're pushing narrative over facts. And why should you believe CNN? Well, according to Brian Stelter, it's because, well, we have so many newsrooms. The people pay to figure out what is true, not what they might want to be true, but what is true. And here's the important part, okay? There are easy ways to tell the difference between the two, between reporters and repeaters. CNN, for example, has news bureaus all around the world, all over the place, all the red dots. That's a lot of reporting power. So you can only be a reporter if you have a lot of newsrooms. Can you imagine the elitism? But that's Brian Stelter. That's exactly who he is. But CNN doesn't allow for disagreement. You're not allowed to discuss not having vaccine mandates on CNN. Talk radio allows for all of it. You've heard me have the conversation. We may disagree on it, but talk radio allows for these things. Talk radio mirrors actual life because your friends and your friend and your family and your colleagues may have agreements and disagreements. But Brian Stelter and his ilk, they only mimic their colleagues and the elites. I always knew that the attack on talk radio would eventually come. But Brian Stelter doesn't know what talk radio does. What he showed is that he hates our popularity and thinks denigrating us is going to help him look respectable. But Brian, you cannot look respectable until you recognize that your nonsense attacks at talk radio are actually part of the problem and part of the reason that more and more Americans don't trust CNN. Talk radio will continue to lead the way, and you, Brian, could learn something from us if you're willing to learn it all. I'm Tony Katz.
So Rolling Stone called Eric Clapton racist for refusing COVID vaccines and allowing himself to do concerts where people aren't vaccinated and be like, it's okay, I'm just doing the concert. Eric Clapton said he would cancel any shows if the venue required attendees to prove they are vaccinated against COVID-19. He got to make that decision. Rolling Stone special report inside Eric Clapton's baffling vaccine skepticism and shocking history of racial statements. Rock God, now racist. Rolling Stone is the man. What a... Good Lord, guy can't have an opinion. We have got a lot more. Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz today.